all about creating an on-field square circle persona and they do it in such a manner that we always fall for it. Smiles are anyways infectious so when they smile you automatically smile but it's all about the persona that they have created how they are off field off camera in their locker rooms one doesn't know one will never know how they converse with their contemporaries with their rivals off camera no one knows but as long as they are on camera even if they have to be aggressive it's all part of the persona is all part of the characterization and therefore for me there is no such thing as the spirit of the game it's an outdated concept it's all about winning the main motive for an athlete is to win the match whether it's a singles match a team match or whatever be the sport they have to win the match whether it's in the singles division such as badminton and tennis and table tennis or it's in teams such as rugby football basketball cricket hockey and other such sports the main focus of a sports athlete is to win the match for that if they have to bend the laws so be it if they take advantage of the obscure laws which are not clear yet the governing body is utilizing it then that's acceptable which means there is no spirit of the game if you want spirits then you will get intoxicated so you, there cannot be any spirit of the game unless you want to be intoxicated so the concept of the spirit of the game doesn't exist it's a superficial concept it's all about creating an on field persona which they do it and everyone falls for it hook line and sinker there are laws in the game sports athlete can within that embed very easily bend the laws and if someone protests good for that person if they protest there's nothing you can do about it and therefore let's talk about the one out controversy which became such a debate there is no debate around it so what exactly happened india were bowled out for 169 in the women's division and england who was 65 for 7 and eventually they were 153 for 9 with one of their batters doing the job of what was expected offered in the all of this category and the indian players were becoming nervous they knew that england team is 16 runs away but they also knew that we are just one wicket away from winning this particular match so what exactly happened when the bowler the central protagonist of this entire story deepthi sharma came on to bowl the batter moved from the crease which is usually called backing up which is usually not acceptable within the laws but what did the bowler do she bowled half of her delivery stopped and ran out the batter and then she appealed to the on field umpires now there are two things to it if the on field umpire had felt that what the bowler did even within the laws of the game was not exactly right the on field umpire would have said no we are not taking this further we are not taking your appeal further and we'll 
end this over here. But the on-field officials allowed the appeal of the team to go forward, which means they allowed it to go to the video umpire. The video umpire could have also, in their own discretion, said no. I don't feel this is right within the laws of the game. Nothing to do with the spirit of the game, but within the laws of the game, it's not right. But no, even the video umpire said no when the baller ran out the batter. The batter was outside the crease, and therefore, within the laws of the game, and taking advantage of such loopholes, what the baller did was right. Right or wrong, I leave it to the discretion of the listeners and how they want to interpret this but for me it's absolutely fine and the interesting thing is for Deepti Sharma it became a moment of karma because in a World Cup qualifying match against South Africa just a few months ago Deepti Sharma was at the center of a no ball controversy whether that was a no ball or not can be debated but the on-field umpire referred the decision to the video umpire. The video umpire, within the laws of the game and their own interpretation, thought that it was not a legal delivery and therefore it was a no one, which meant that South Africa won and West Indies qualified for the semi-finals. What happened after that, we cannot go into those details. And we saw. Indian players in tears after these things happen. So as I said, what goes around comes around. The same person who was at the center of a contentious decision decided if I get a chance, I'll do something like that. But the main thing is, had this come from the men's division, nobody would have questioned. They would have said, yes, men, male players, aggressive, it's all fine, but we female players to be nice and all decked up and to be smiling. No, there is no such rule. If you are playing a game, your gender doesn't matter. If you have to be aggressive, then you have to be aggressive. So I see nothing wrong with what the baller did. I see nothing wrong because the on-field umpires allowed it, on-field officials allowed it, the video umpire allowed it. And there was no interference from the match referee after that. Once a decision is taken, it's taken. So let's not debate on this. Spirit of the game, as I said, there is nothing such as the spirit of the game because it's an outdated concept and they don't exist within the ambit. So let's not go over there at all. So according to me, what happened was perfect. They exploited the rules, the on-field umpires understood it, the video umpire understood it and as they say, it's history now, so whether it's wrong or right, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. So the India-Australia T20 Cup comes to an end with India winning Game 2 and Game 3 of this tournament. Will it make a difference when it comes to the World Cup? No. These games are being played so that the players keep the momentum going, keep their body in shape so that instead of just sitting at home or sitting in the gym and doing some superficial, facetious gym exercises where the chances of injury in the gym is more than 
the chances of injury in the playing field. So these six games or remaining three games are perfect. Good practice matches for the team. What will be the result at the World Cup? One doesn't know. But yesterday's match when India chased down 190 plus and game two when India chased down 90 plus showed that even Australia's so-called death bowling may have not come off. Australia almost took the game to the last ball. They, they bowled well. And in such situations, all you need is a bit of a luck. Inside edge, outside edge, run out chances miss. And that's exactly what happened. They needed four runs of two balls after the border pulled nicely. What did the batter do? He was prepared for the wide delivery. The baller was going to bowl, so it was predictable. And the baller, all the batter had to do was use his skill to get a touch on the bat. The ball went past the fielder for boundary. And that's exactly how things are supposed to be. And of course, everyone was excited that a certain player did well. And India chased down a difficult target of 190. And this may mean that you win the toss, you bowl first and you chase down the target. But this will not work in the World Cup. I'm telling you once again, the World Cup will be influenced by rain-affected games. It's after all Australia. It's the month of October and November. And it's universal truth that rain will affect the game. You could have a situation where no game is affected by the rain when every match goes on to the last ball. You could have a situation where two or three matches are affected by the game, especially the knockout matches or situation where you have a situation where the teams are locked on points and they need to win the last match and the rain comes into play and they win on net run rate. So that's one thing the team will have to be cognizant of. So anything is possible in this World Cup, especially when it's happening in Australia. Though even if this was happening in England or South Africa or any other country, rain was always going to play a role. So be prepared for that. The broadcasters, the organizers, the players, the management of the teams, the planning that will go behind each of the matches, they have to take rain into consideration. But yesterday's match, it was a good chase. As always, the usual suspects were involved in this particular match. Who were the usual suspects? If you have seen the match, there is no need for me to repeat the name. You all know who they are. And that's their job. They are supposed to do it. So they are supposed to present that on-field persona of smiling and of course doing their job of winning the match so that they can earn a good paycheck and then move on to the next match. The next match is the India-South Africa tournament. Expect every match, the three matches, to be as tight as it can be. You can go to the last ball. The same formula will go for the team. The team will go with the same formula. I win the toss, I bowl first, I restrict the team to 190. I chase 190 in the last over and I'm happy. And once again, whichever team chases 190, the other team will get the big bats for their death bowling. 
And if it's India at the receiving end of defending a score and they're unable to do it, it will be a 5-0 situation which may present a situation of what if. But I'm not worried about defending a score or chasing a score in Australia. Even the average Indian ground is smaller than the average small Australian ground. So let's not get into this debate of chasing and winning the toss and holding first and getting the match in your grasp. It may not work that way. It all depends on how the teams are there and how things can shape up. But still some time to go just under three weeks to go for the World Cup. So anything is possible at this point in time. Anything is possible. Anything goes. It's a no disqualification situation. And will things like spirit of the game and what happened in the women's match come into play? It can come into play. And I'll fully endorse it if the on-field umpires say yes, go ahead with it. Everything is suspect in the spirit of the game. I see nothing wrong if two players come to face to face and come to blows. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants such a situation. But if, if things heat up and players come to blows, as long as they don't harm each other physically, there is no spirit of the game issue. If you look at how the game happened, no one harmed each other physically. Nobody said anything verbally. There were no verbal expletives. There were no physical gesturing. The baller did what the baller had to do in that situation. It called for desperate measures because they thought that that batter may take the game away from them. Couple upon which and it's game over. And the 3-0 would have become 2-1. And all the crocodile tears surrounding Tudor Goswami's retirement may have taken a beating. But it didn't happen because the baller was celebrant and showed that yes, if needed, this can be done and that too from a women's division game which is usually considered impossible because we expect certain behavior from certain genders. I won't go into details but I'm sure those who are listening carefully understand what I'm trying to say. So yes, there is no spirit of the game. If you want spirits, go to a bar and get intoxicated but don't talk about spirit of the game in the middle of a game where it's heated up. Whether it's hockey, tennis, football, rugby, badminton, you don't get all nice. You can get all nice after the game, before the game, but when you're in the middle of a game, you have to be ruthless. Your main aim is to win, to lose. That's a different story, but your main aim is to win. And if and create a loophole around the what one calls within the laws and if the on-field umpires are okay with it there is then nothing can happen and if the governing body is also okay with it because they themselves brought out the changes there is no point debating this because if we say it's wrong or right there are a lot of wrongs that may have happened but if we keep going into those then Every game will have something that will be seen as ungentlemanly or unspirited like. As I said, you want spirits, you go to a bar. You want to win a sports game, you 
better be ruthless, you better be aggressive and don't bother about smiling. Create an on-screen persona of smiling, but when it comes to the game, just be aggressive. Aggressive doesn't mean that you have to beat up the person. You can be aggressive to non-verbal language. And that's how things work in the world of sports. There is no time to be nice because if you don't win, back home everyone will question why aren't you winning. If you win, people will say, okay, maybe these things were not right, but eventually we won. And that's how things work in the world of sports. Nothing else matters but winning. Even if it's wrong or right, there are no debates around it and there will be no debates around it. Once again, you are interested in spirits, go to a bar, but don't bother about the spirit of the game. Thank you.